I was stuck and I was frustrated and I was in debt and I didn't see the way out. So I saw the only way out for me was to try to commit suicide. And I went through the beginning stages of contemplating it, getting all my stuff together. And they, okay, this is my suicide note to the world. I received a phone call from John says, hey, I'm coming to see you. I was like, oh, great. Put my stuff away. John came over to my place and gave me a big hug and says, Tony, your life has meaning and purpose, but how you're living it right now doesn't. And forever a day that will always stick with me is like, my life right now doesn't have meaning and purpose. This is Getting to Yes, the podcast with leaders from all walks of life, exploring their successes, mistakes, and lessons learned in influence and persuasion. Getting others to say yes, and then taking an insight or two to help them achieve even greater things. The journey to finding fulfillment is often filled with stories of stuff we never thought would happen. You may even feel like giving up entirely. And that was Tony Grabmeyer's story until his friend John showed up and saved his life. Tony has been a serial entrepreneur and become a mentor to thousands of other entrepreneurs. And one of the companies he created from these lessons over the past 24 years as an owner operator was the Be Fulfilled Journal and now the app. And this journal has enabled over 5,000 entrepreneurs to develop a fresh vision for their life and take action right away. And I have personally witnessed Tony stepping in when people feel at their absolutely lowest point in their life and Tony always comes through. So as the host of the popular Be Fulfilled podcast, Tony has been on a quest to redefine how we determine success. And that's exactly the reason why I'm so excited for this episode as we explore the hidden drivers and drainers for long-term success as well as personal and professional fulfillment. Tony, welcome to the show. Uli, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you are someone that I really value as a friend. And over the last five years, you've been a guiding light to so many others as well. I'm curious, what put you on that mission to help people be fulfilled and everything else that you do? Man, I appreciate it. I think the easiest thing for me to tell you is, if I back my story up to 2008, you read a little bit about John knocking on my door. I lack something of personal fulfillment. I had the job. Yeah, I had a marriage. I had kids. But man, I wasn't happy. And it wasn't anything my wife was doing, anything my kids were doing, anything my business partners were doing. It was just, I was stuck. And I was frustrated. I didn't know how to ask for help. And I was in debt. And I could see it happening. And I didn't see the way out. So I saw the only way out for me was to try to commit suicide. And after that happened, and I went through the beginning stages of contemplating it, getting all my stuff together and like, really, the, okay, this is my suicide note to the world. I received a phone call from John says, hey, I'm coming to see you. I was like, oh, great. Put my stuff away. John came over to my place and gave me a big hug and says, Tony, your life has meaning and purpose, but how you're living it right now doesn't. And forever a day that will always stick with me is like, my life right now doesn't have meaning and purpose. What would it take for me to have meaning and purpose back in my life? He left, a pastor friend of mine, Brandon Beard, stopped by. And for 45 minutes after John left, he hit a level that a lot of people don't know. He hit a chord with me and he said, I can see your life. Now we got to do some work, but I can see your life getting to places where you've never dreamed. I see you in stages, writing books, mentoring and coaching and helping people. So he really planted a seed 
I always tell people today, anywhere you're in your life, you need something in front of you to pull you because otherwise your past will take you and bring you back, right? So I needed something in front of me to pull me. And so I really took what those two men really poured into me that day. They, they painted a vision. They gave me hope. And now there was work to do. And now it's the work that I've done. I had to repair my marriage, rework my relationship with my kids, make some changes in my business. I had to end up getting sober and clean, been able to do that and just celebrated 14 years of sobriety. And I really saw that for something to change, it's not out there, it's in me. And I'm always asking people, what do you need to change in your life? And they're like, well, if my mom was nicer, my brother was nice. I'm like, no, it's never going to happen. What do you need to change? And they'll get it eventually because I won't let the situation go is that they need to work on themselves. And that has been the biggest track in my life is now I not only have professional, but I have personal fulfillment. And I think that's why I created the brand Be Fulfilled. So I want people to figure out how to bring fulfillment into their life. Absolutely. And having known you for, I know, five, six years and seeing you in action, I'm always amazed that you're the guy that asks the best questions. You're not interested in necessarily the conventional trappings of success, I always see you as talking to the waiter, talking to everyone around you and really going deep with them. And I think that's so refreshing in today's world where people just ask, how are you doing? Good. Okay, we're moving on to the next topic. You're the one that probably says, no, really, I can see it or I can sense this. I mean, you have that radar that's going on. That's so refreshing. Yeah, one of my really good friends today, Amber Spears, she won't mind me sharing the story, during the pandemic, we were mutual friends because I had been to an event she was hosting with Emily Lark. It was something for ClickBank Platinum Summit. And so we were there. I was sitting in the audience and I was just watching her. I'm always in awe of people who stand up in front of an audience, you know, coming from radio like you. I'm really good behind a mic without a lot of people watching, but it takes <laughs> something special to stand in front of an audience. And I just said, hey, I really loved seeing you do your thing. It was awesome to be a part of it. And one day I just lobbed her a message like, my heart says there's something off and I would just love if we could jump on a phone call. And we did. And then I asked her, I said, Hey, and I'm going to paraphrase it down to just a couple things. I said, Hey, how would you feel if I committed to the next 30 days of spending like 10 minutes in the morning, I could hear her voice and I could hear her story of jumping on call every day, Monday through Sunday, every day, right? We're going to do this. And she said, absolutely. A hundred percent. And she did it. And that month went into like two months and three months. And we just found time. And today we're best of friends. We shoot a lot of messages back and forth. She showed up for my 50th birthday on the ranch. And I got a message from her today just telling me, thank you. Thank you for doing those things. Because it's what my buddy John and Brandon did. They showed me what was possible when you don't ask the boring questions. Everybody knows, Uli, if you're doing well or not. I can guarantee you to a certain level, your closest friends, if they really take time to understand where Uli is and what you've seen him, he's either high or low. He's very rarely ever in between. And so I just look at people today and I'm like, I wanna lift you up. Gandhi has the quote, people always hear it. I just wanna be the change that I wanted to see. Be the change you wish to see in this world. It starts with me. It doesn't start with anybody else. So I need to go out today and infect the world in a positive way. I need to give the world my presence. I've already been given the gift of today. So now I'm going to go share the presence with the world. And I want to ask questions. I want to be in the acidity, the absolute acidity of your stomach. I would rather have a 30-second, honest-to-goodness, real conversation with you than a five-minute fake conversation, and I can get anywhere. I'd rather you, in 30 seconds, don't like me 
or 30 seconds go, man, something he said today, I'm going to think about all day that I would rather be that guy in your life than the person that you just blow off and give me a fake five minutes of your life. And you hold people accountable in a way that you're not swayed by like bogus answers. Like, no, 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 really? Because obviously you engage your radar on this. I clearly remember when you first conceived the idea around the Be Fulfilled journal and you pitched this concept of destroy your excuses. That's really a topic that's near and dear to my heart because I'm interested in how people make decisions. And from all your experiences, why do you feel people make excuses? And I think that's where it starts out. Why do people engage these patterns before we can then see, okay, how do you go from there to be fulfilled? I like it. I think that's great. So I'm going to mess up the quote, but I've kind of reworked it to be myself. So Buckminster Fuller has something about existing realities, right? And to change something, you got to build a new model that makes that existing model obsolete. As humans, we're pretty comfortable. Society pretty much makes it so we can just kind of skate by. Like in today's workforce, just show up and be average. And there's a good chance you're going to have a job. And so I realized a long time ago, I can't make excuses. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for my brain. If I'm making an excuse, I'm like, I got one life to live. And I want to go live this best life. I got a lot of cool things that I want to work on. And so I had 14 jobs by the time I was 18. I got fired from one of them. I always tell the story. I gave it to my brother. My brother said, don't. I said, no, here you go. Have the ice cream. I got fired. It was like 10 cents, but it was stealing. And I could have made an excuse, but the idea was I did something wrong. And I've owned my side of the street for as long as I can remember. If I make a mistake, I'll clean up my mess, see what I can do better. I don't ask and tell you I'm sorry. I ask for forgiveness because I want to learn what I did wrong so I can move forward. So this whole idea of excuses is something that you just learn along the way. Someone didn't slap your hand hard enough (laughs) growing up and say, don't do that. Somebody didn't tell you, hey, that's not what you do. This is how you do it right. I always think of Mr. Miyagi and... Think of Daniel, and I think of Daniel wanted to just do it. Mr. Miyagi wanted to teach him why we do it, right? Like paint the fence. Okay, Daniel's like, I'll do the fence. Mr. Miyagi's, no, 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 no. You do it this way. I didn't have anybody teach me. I my dad wasn't around like the dads most people had growing up. I never threw a football. I never tossed a baseball. I could make a ton of excuses. So what I did is I learned to accept people for who they are, not for who I want them to be. So here comes the excuse issue. When I created the whole brand of destroying excuses, I was afraid to launch a mastermind. And I started realizing, I was like, shoot, I'm not really being this guy. So what would be the opposite? I'm going to go destroy my excuses. I'm going to go launch a mastermind. I don't know how to sell from stage. I'm going to destroy that excuse too. And so I just started with something small. And Vinny at the time was really key to helping me uh, build like an irresistible offer pitch from the room. And I made a post about it the other day on social media. And some people said that was the event that helped me launch. And that was the event that helped me to realize that I can be in front of people. So I think it's fear why we make excuses. We're afraid of the unknown. And today I only will tell you this. You don't have to be worried anymore because you went to bed last night. Maybe you said a prayer, maybe you didn't, but somehow you woke up today. You can do it. You've been doing it for a long period of time in your life. We are always afraid of the unknown, but you do it every day when you go to bed and you wake up. And if you just realize I did something, wow, I woke up. I'm okay. What can I do today? And so I'm working on my next mastermind. I'll say it here. I'm launching it on April 20th 
it would have been my dad's birthday and it was the day my grandmother passed, but I'm also going to launch my book that I unfortunately pushed off the last part of 2022 when my mom passed. I just was, I needed to stop for a moment and uh, I needed to regroup. And part of regrouping is giving yourself permission to step back for a moment and say, hey, I didn't hit the deadline that I said, but I'm going to clean up my mess and I'm going to set a new deadline and I'm going to do everything in my power to go work it. And if not, I'm going to clean up my mess again. But be careful that it doesn't become a bad pattern, but then enroll some people into what you're doing. So I told people I was writing a book for my kids that I wanted to give them, which is my first 50 years, my first 50 life lessons. So I was recording a podcast series incongruent, like in alignment with launching a book. And I, when my mom passed, I just, I can't do anymore. And I stalled out. So the week of Christmas, I came into my office drove from my, my house all the way to my office. And I recorded 24 different episodes in a week, just by myself over two different days. And I told my wife what I did. She's like, wow. And I said, yeah, cause I was committed. I wasn't going to let 2022 own me. Like I felt it did. It was just an up and down year for me. I said, I'm going to roll into 2023 with momentum and power and excitement. And I'm going to do things that I love and I'm doing those. Being on podcasts is something I love. Talking to my friend Uli is something I love. Giving to people is something I love. And I can be crippled by fear, or I can realize that if I put my crutches down, I have the capacity to walk today freely. And some people, unfortunately, they're not able to, like my coach and my mentor, Sean Stevenson, who you knew and got the chance to know. And Sean was in a wheelchair all of his life, told he wasn't going to live past the day he was born and he lived an amazing life. And he never told me that he was crippled, handicapped. Mm -hmm. He just said, man, this was the container I was put in. He never made an excuse. His goal through everything was to help rid the world of insecurity. I think excuses is my insecurity, right? Like I'm very good in my, hey, I I don't want to do this today. And I get really good at all of these things. And then realize for me along this whole path is that all these people that are in my life, you, you were there in the beginning of some of the Be Fulfilled brand when people in the room were telling me journaling's dying. Like no one's going to (laughs) journal. And I'm like, isn't that interesting? Meditation, prayer, all those things that you don't have to do, but people still do. There's a path for all of these people. So I just started thinking to myself, I'm not making excuses in 2023. What I'm going to do is set myself up for success, enroll people, invite them into what I'm up to, and see if we can't create something magical together. Kind of like when you said, hey, you want to do a podcast? You enrolled me in the possibility of joining you on your show and creating a podcast and putting it out to the world. Or I could have made the excuse, well, I don't have any time, man. I'm really busy. Yeah. And that's all it is, man. It's just decide and go. I think from all these situations where you challenge yourself, what is that feeling? Is there still fear as you step into stages or what's the process over the years where you've realized, you know what? I didn't die back in 2017 when I went on stage and announced to be fulfilled. I think it was a 30 day program or something. And you had a bunch of beta testers in there and they had an amazing time. As you go forward from that Do you still have the fear or do you build your confidence and do you still fall back into these patterns? Their patterns are always there, right? So I posted the other day, I said, so I'm an alcoholic. I can't drink alcohol. So I have to remind myself of that, right? And have to work a program. And so I have to build a new model, just like Buckminster Fuller says. So the alcoholism is always here. Wherever I go, the alcoholic's there. So I just have to build new habits, Instead of drinking at a bar, 
I don't drink, right? I don't go to bars. I go to restaurants. If my wife gets a drink, I know I'm the designated driver because I was when I got there and I'll be the one I leave. So there's new setups for me. The other piece that I want to tell you, Uli, that I think is super important for people, what works for me won't work for you. I learned there was a thousand ways to get sober and there's a thousand ways to get drunk. You need to figure out what specific thing works for you, right? Shoot. I did 75 hard twice, 21 into 2022. I did it twice. And in the last like month, I haven't really started it again, but I'm mentally trying to train my brain. Don't have to do 75 hard because it's not something you can do forever. What you need to do is figure out what is a couple things that are hard for you to do and just go do them. And then just do something, get a workout in, move your body. I'm wearing an Apple watch so I can just, people have a whoop band. I'm like, no, I'll wear my Apple watch. I'm trying to track my sleep. I'm tracking my sleep again. I'm trying to figure out what areas of my life do I need to get better? Because I can make the excuse when I go to the doctor and the doctor says, everything good? Absolutely. And that would be a lie. It's not all right. I've, I, you know, my mom was my first mentor, my coach. She 12 stepped me into the program. I talked to her every day, even when she lived in the UK. Some people may say, mama's boy. Absolutely. I lost my dad way too young. He was 73, died of Alzheimer's. My mom had dementia. My grandmother died in her 60s. My dad's dad died in his 60s. Only my grandfather on my mom's side lived into his 90s. I'm 50. I got no more time for excuses. First 50 years of my life, I was trying to figure out how to make the most amount of money. Now I'm trying to figure out how to live the best life and help as many people as I can and to leave a legacy for my kids to maybe want to follow, but leave a mark on the world so somebody one day says, you know what? That guy, no matter his troubles, no matter his past, no matter the things that he went, he didn't make excuses. He just lived and he impacted people's lives. I want to be remembered for the person who made the most with his dash. That's what I want. There's a way you can figure out what excuses you're making. Have a come to, you know, whatever, want to talk with yourself and ask yourself one important question. Is this getting me anything that's moving me forward? Or is it just pulling me backwards? And what you'll probably get is a couple moments of some self-talk. Well, I'm fine. Everything's good. Then I'm going to ask you one more question. Are you living the life you really want to live? Or are you just living? Do you find that most people actually have the awareness or the capacity to answer the question truthfully? They're so inundated with society pulling on them. Their focus is distracted. How do you get people to that moment of clarity that's like, okay, dude, take a step back. Let's take a time out. Let's really go deep on this because I feel people go through life as if they're programmed automaton <laughs> and never really looking left and right and questioning, is this really the road I want to be on? Cool. I love it. I interviewed somebody yesterday. I did drainers and drivers on the board with them. I said, list me three things that are draining you in your life right now in your professional world because it's a professional interview. I said, give me three things driving you professionally right now. And then what's your goal? You know what he was able to do? Give me drainers. He could give me drivers, but he couldn't give me a goal. Most of us get up and do the routine without even realizing we're in the routine. Have you ever get in the car, took a drive on the phone with your friend and got to your destination? You're like, oh my gosh, we're robots. We are. So that means that we have the ability to program mm -hmm. the programming. So I just decided I want to reprogram what's the program. And I want to set some crazy, audacious goals. And I, I want to go do it, right? Mm -hmm. I threw for my 50th birthday 
a festival at my house. So I had three musical acts, called friends from radio. When I used to be in radio, I found my headliner. My headliner was in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this last year. It was awesome. Like five different food trucks. I had a campground set up in honor of my mother. We had everything. I mean, it was, dude, it was freaking unbelievable. And I'm not bragging. What I'm doing is telling somebody something that I learned a long time ago. If you get one life to live, what do you need today to celebrate yourself? I had a couple hundred people at my place. I didn't throw the party for me. I threw it for them. I didn't want your gifts. I wanted your presence. I wanted these people to show up. And everybody said that was the best thing ever. I have, now the bar is set so high. I'm like, yes, have people in your life that set the bar. So you want to get to the next level. Like you were talking before your podcast about episodes and this. I'm like, dude, there is no comparison. There's compassion. Man, somebody's 587 episodes ahead. Awesome, dude. I want to know what his secret is to staying successful and consistent because most people quit after the first year because they're not getting the downloads or this or that. I would have gone in and deleted now three different podcasts completely from scratch. I literally have gone in my 200, 300 plus episodes, hit delete, deleted the whole show and moved on. I go into my LinkedIn every two years. I delete all of my friends off of LinkedIn, start from scratch. I'm like, I want challenges in my life. I don't want more people. I want good friends. I don't need a lot. I need the right friends. So my brain's wired differently than yours. So how I get through my excuses, Willie, you're going to get through yours differently. But if you don't have those conversations and you don't get aware, oh my God, I've been making excuses all my life. Then ask yourself, what would happen if you don't make any more excuses? Powerful questions. And even that framework of the drivers and drainers that literates, it makes so much sense. When you mentioned it first a couple of years ago, I'm like, man, this is so powerful to just go through it and give people guideposts of what to actually start thinking about it. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I know you have developed so many amazing resources, including the free Be Fulfilled Masterclass, bringing all your teachings, videos, tools together in one convenient place. Can you talk more about the various ways that people can take the next step? I know you have an app out, so let's focus a little bit of our conversation on that. Perfect. Yeah. I always take the person who I'm thinking of as me and first. Okay. I grew up, I didn't have a lot of money. It wasn't ever handed anything. So I said, when I'm going to put something out as a resource or a tool in this day and age, everybody's trying to get rich selling something. I was like, I'm going to build an app. I've spent almost, a, we'll just call it, six, maybe we're pushing some good money into this app. I did it for free. And I did it on the back end of mentoring the developer. So I was a gift. So through the whole mentorship program, I started mentoring and then coaching. And then he was kind enough to help me see some of my flaws and kind of my app thinking. And then he pushed me across the finish line. Logan Fields did a great job. And the Be Fulfilled app is just something that you can log in daily. Get a pulse on how's your water intake? How are you sleeping? And it's not supposed to be perfect because you're not. It's supposed to be a tool to get you going. There's a place for you to log stuff. You can check back on things. There's daily quotes. There's content. My podcast is in there. My buddy, Ian Garlic, our good friend, he's coming out. We're shooting new content for it. We're putting masterclasses from people in it. So the app is going to be something that you can use as a resource. Write along, take along, listen along your journeys in life. The Be Fulfilled Journal is the more physical thing, the thing that you sit down, you spend quality time, pen to paper, drink a cup of coffee, and you really spend your quality time writing on paper. I believe pen to paper is still the best. 
I haven't created the remarkable version of the Be Fulfilled app yet, but I still believe pen to paper is by far the best. There we go. I love the journaling. And to your point, I think there's more than ever that people are journaling. There's more people coming out with their own branded journal for different business verticals. So I love the remarkable. Yeah. And anybody listening today is interested in wanting to launch a journal, come talk to me for free. I'd love to share resources to give you. I mean, it cost me a lot of money in the beginning and I, I, I learned a lot and then I figured out how to do it and I've got a great team and people can help you from start. It doesn't cost as much as you think. And that's why most of the times when I'm at a place and I give my journal away, people are like, wow. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm not making money off of it. It's, it's my gift to the world. And then the Be Fulfilled Masterclass and courses is really just a video one-on-one, meaning you and me sit down and we just kind of walk through some stuff and there's some videos and a 12-week course. And I do that and give that away for free. Really, at the end of the day, I want to equip people with tools. But just like a tool that you can buy at Home Depot or Lowe's, you can pick it up and bring it home with you and put it in your toolbox. But if you ever don't take it out and use it, it's kind of just just a tool. So I just wanted to make stuff affordable and it's really helped me and all my team here at, at Ship Offers, all of them coach their students, their team members every year as they close out the year. They do drainers and drivers. It's five day free course and all of this stuff's available at BeFulfilledCourses.com and Drainers and Drivers has a great printout sheet, great questions, gets you logically thinking differently. At the end, Uli, everything that I want is part of that dash statement, right? I want to leave the world better than I found it. I want to equip it with things that they'll have long after I'm gone. And I want to impact as many lives as I possibly could. And Sean Stevenson was the perfect example for me. He showed me, despite everything, man, you can do anything. And that is something that I just want to go out and make sure the world has. And so I thank you for asking me the questions. Thank you for just kind of diving into a little bit. But my purpose and my passion, man is get up today and see how I can go affect change in the world. I didn't have somebody to put their hands around me and my arms and tell me, you know, all the wonderful things. It wasn't until my mom was in her 70s, up until maybe a year and a half ago, even though I knew she was, I knew she was, I didn't really ever hear it come out of her mouth. In the last six months of her life, she told me how proud she was almost every time we talked on the phone. And I'll leave that with you. And I hope you make sure you tell somebody today, you want to affect the most change in somebody's life? Take the time to stop for a moment. Whatever you're doing, put your phone down and look at them and just say, Uli, man, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you for staying true to your word. I see you showing up at my buddy Mike Kim's events. I see you out there in the world trying to add a ton of value, have fun with your wife, travel and see the world. So cool to look at you just with a big smile on your face. I'm really, really proud of you. And I'm honored that you decided to launch a podcast and wanted me as a guest. Because I could just say, Uli, hey, man, thanks for being on the show. That was fun. Talk to you soon, bud. And that little extra, which is not made up, which is all truth, it's all comes from my core, is what we have as an ability as humans is to impact the world around us without giving anything other than just our time and our energy and love. Tony, thank you so much for sharing this. Normally, I would ask, my guess, what is the final word or one wish for all listeners, but you have preemptively really answered this. Really appreciate you being real, quality human. You're consistent in this. You're showing your ups and downs and you're an amazing person to be around with. So thank you for being such an amazing friend. Thank you for 
sharing your wisdom with the world. And for everyone else listening, be sure to check out Tony's resources. We'll put it in the show notes and we'll see you next week. Thank you, my friend. I believe mastering persuasion is one of the most essential skills in life and certainly in business because nothing ever happens without a yes. Yet we can only effectively influence other people's decisions when we truly understand how the brain makes those decisions. Once you master the decision-making formula, your message becomes ever more clear and influential. Join us next week for our newest episode of Getting to Yes. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you're listening. And feel free to share it with colleagues and friends. I'm your host, Uli Iselo. See you next week.